Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And after long last, we've been reunited. The man, Evan Chaney, is back. You can find him on Twitter, of course, at echaney 69 What is up, Evan? I am delighted to hear you say my Twitter handle again. I, I miss that. Yeah. I miss I that not. slight disappointment in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> And also, I, I don't think I've gotten a haircut since our I last gave myself, show. I gave myself a couple in the meantime, and I, I got to say, I mean, I'm a little I'm a little rough around the edges right now, but... Yeah. I'm, it's, it looks good, though. It looks, right. good. It, looks, it looks much better than mine. Uh, we, we ordered a set of clippers on Amazon in April, and they have a <laughs> estimated delivery date of July 12th. Well, so. I mean, you're, you're going to look dapper as f- july 13th <laughs> yeah unfortunately sport clips still can't open it's terrible it's all it's the it's the freaking worst yeah uh, you know not great but uh, we but we have golf to gamble on so that's yeah. that's always good we we have some sports returning uh and obviously we are here to talk about the rbc this week um as usual we're not gonna do uh not gonna do much of a course preview it's Harbor Town. You have likely heard of it or watched it before. It's a it's a stop that happens every year on tour, usually a little bit earlier in the year, right after the Masters. Um, so the course might play a little bit differently. The field is definitely different than it usually is. This is a much stronger field than we're used to seeing here, um, which I think could provide some uh, some decent opportunities for us because there's a lot of narrative uh, around who does well here and what type of golfer does well here. And uh, this influx of all these top tier golfers, I think may change the way that we look. And the fact that it's basically summer now, um, I think it's going to change the way that we look at this course. Um, it, at least in the short term until it moves back to its, uh, its rightful place. So um any thoughts about the course? Short. You know, if you want to talk guys. about, if you want to talk about comps, last week, or last week at a Colonial, I mean, it's pretty much a very similar course if you look at Data Golf. Yep. Uh, but it's like a ninety. I'm looking at like a ninety percent similarity. Yeah, I think Drew so, tweeted that out, right? Yeah, I mean, I saw it from him, and then I looked at it. yeah, yeah, whatever. It's so, a good tool if you're if, yeah not not Colin. Um, the, the actual tool on, on data golf, um, I, was say, if, I like Colin, if you haven't checked yeah. it out, um, you can definitely go and play around with it and it tells you the course is most similar, least similar, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fun to play around with. We, 
I, I think I can speak for both of us in saying that we don't do a ton of course comping. Yeah. Um, but I always yeah. say that I always say that because it leads me into my next thought in that if we're lo- if we're looking at Colonial, we emphasized golfers uh, who were good on approach last week. It's also very important for us to kind of look at that same metric again because I think approach is going to be very uh, predictive. Yes, for guys for sure. that do well here. Now, obviously, you know, it, how do you weigh the short term, long term? You know, right now, I want to say year to date is kind of how I'll adjust things right now. Um, yeah. You know, kind of look at stat comparisons and whatnot because I can't just look at one tournament and be like, all right, this is how they're playing right now because four rounds, it's kind of just a fluke. Um, you know, but there are some guys from last week that, you know, coming into this course, I want to target again, you know, guys that did do well last week. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's, we'll, we'll definitely hit on some of those guys as we go through the show. Um, so we'll, we'll start off here with our usual buy or sell. Um, before, before I bring that up, I do want to say, uh, over the next, two to three weeks um i'm going to be releasing part by part a series going through uh how the last like three or so seasons how golfers have done at different ownership levels and different salary ranges um which i think will uh explain a lot of my thoughts around who to play and who not to play usually in the buy or sell section we talk about guys who are going to be popular that week um so make sure you're on the lookout for that article. Uh, this week, the uh, all the content at Rotoviz is going to be in front of the paywall still, but as of next week, I believe it's going behind the paywall. So uh, make sure you check it out this week and see if you want to get subscribed. Uh, NFL subs, current NFL subs will have access to it, but if you are not subbed at all to Rotoviz, then you're going to need to either get the PGA only package or. Uh, just sign up for NFL and you'll get it. Uh, you'll get everything. So there's my, uh, there's my plug. Uh, all right. So Webb Simpson, $9,000 uh, did, did not do particularly well last week. Missed the cut. What are we, what are we thinking here? I mean, you know, clearly at $9,000, he's extremely cheap. Um, Number one I, I mean, I'm assuming it... on fan share right now. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be the only people talking about him. Um, I expect him to be the highest owned golfer. I don't. I, I want to take last week as a fluke. Obviously, he's one of the better talents on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, definitely one of the better golfers on approach in the last year. Um, you know, so I, I I will definitely buy on him. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I think 9000 is going to mean that his ownership is like you said probably if not the highest. I think he's definitely going to fall somewhere in like the top 3 owned guys this week um without much I don't think there's going to be much debate about that. Um it's just a matter of how high his ownership actually goes if this week ends up being sort of flat in that range. And he only gets up to say like, you know, the 19 to 22% range. Maybe, maybe I'll match that. Um, 
I don't see myself going overweight because there are some other guys uh, that I just like more. And I think that it's going to be hard to get, uh, you know, him at his price into uh, the lineup in the way that I want to build. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wishy-washy about it. If he's going to be like 25% on, then I'm just totally out. Um, and I'll just hope that whatever happened last week happens again this week. I mean, the odds of that happening, I don't know if they're high, but I think it's worth playing that game if you want to win a GPP this week. Yeah, for sure. And like I said... Yeah, because Chalk Webb Simpson is just... That seems like a weekly roller coaster a lot of the time. Yeah, for sure. There's Um, him. We can look at Bryson next as well. Um, I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts on Bryson? I, I he's definitely the hottest golfer. If If you want to at all calculate anything pre pandemic, um, into yeah, the mix. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he he's also just sort of re reconfiguring the way that you play uh, golf courses, and yeah. you know a lot of a lot of the people. If you if you want to get into like the real weeds, like golf course management and stuff like that, a lot of the people who are going to say this week that he, you know, can't just bomb and do whatever he wants at Harbor Town, like we said before, Colonial is very similar. Um, I'm very curious to see the lines that he's taking off the tee. I think if he if he can go around there a couple times and pick a couple spots, he's going to be in positions that just nobody, nobody else in the field really is. And I don't think that there's a way to fully quantify how much of an advantage that is. If he's going to average like 320 yards off the tee and hit 60% of his fairways, then he's going to win a lot of golf tournaments. Like, there, there's just no way around it. Yeah, no, like, he's hacked golf. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I, I mean that's why Microsoft, I think, was kind of, like, early on, just like, hey, you up? <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. I, mean, I He's he's, yeah. a, a, he's obviously, like, an analytical thinker. He obviously puts a lot of thought into it. And not only is he doing those things, but he's also – like he looks like a, an actually different human being right now and mm-hmm. is hitting. He was, I think he had like a 365, 367 yard drive last week. Yeah. And he was routinely hitting at 350. I if mean, if he, you can do, yeah. If you can find a couple spots to do that on, you know, say one or two of the par fives and you pick a couple corners to cut on dog legs where you can actually get it over. It, you you can find spots to do that at Harbor Town. I, I don't care what anybody says that it's Pete Dye and that it's this and that it's that. When Pete Dye designed this course, he was not thinking that people would be hitting it 365 yards off the tee. So p- get rid of get rid of whatever notions you have yeah. about what's possible. It's just a matter of if he's willing to do it and he can find a couple of spots. He's not going to do it on every hole, but if he can get that advantage on four holes you're you're talking about a, a significant advantage over, you know, the Brian Harmons and whoever else of the world that are going to be hitting a three iron off the tee. Yeah, no, he he's just on in a completely different 
world when it comes to his game is just how how he's definitely an innovator and yeah. and we're definitely we're going to be seeing this for years to come but yeah. you know as far as this week is concerned i am definitely buying him what about sunjay eam though because i am not terribly high on him especially at 9700 i think there's other places you can go i'd rather spend up an extra 300 i'll talk about with colin morikawa um or even spend down you know when you talk about guys like Berger, um Reed, even I, I don't know some other guys in that range but how do you yeah. feel how do you yeah feel i you? mean we're we're looking at a, a loaded a loaded field like we said in the beginning so i don't yeah. mind pivoting off of him as uh as an ownership play mm-hmm. as just a strictly like golf prediction i don't feel comfortable being like oh there's there's something in his game that i don't like because he's just been unbelievable yeah. i mean like, he's great don't get me wrong but i just think when you weigh all the factors here and how many lineups he'll be in, I don't know. I'd rather go elsewhere. I don't see the upside with yeah. him in this particular tournament. Yeah, I have I have him at seventeen percent right now. Yeah. Um which is kind of in that range of like it's there's only so much you can gain from rostering him when he does well and you can yeah. lose a ton. Um when he does poorly so i don't mind i don't mind going up a couple hundred bucks i don't mind going down a couple hundred bucks uh even to decky who we'll we'll talk about later so mm-hmm. um it's not it's not a sell for golf reasons it's a sell for game theory reasons yeah i i that that that's accurate uh what Thank about you. ian poulter appreciate you yeah. <laughs> um what about poulter i mean I haven't yeah. done, I haven't dug too deep on him, but. So th- this whole thing is, th- this whole Poulter thing is weird. It seems like he's, it seems like he's really going to, uh, his ownership's going to get pretty crazy. And he's the same price as Victor Hovland. Yeah, who had much. And Hovland did Hovland. better last week. So I'm, I'm a little, I- I'm a little like, I don't understand exactly what's happening. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to tell me it's because of his course history and his ownership is going to get crazy, then just give me Hovland at the same exact price in every single lineup. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Poulter does have the course history. Um, yeah. but I, I just don't I just don't see how he can play. Poulter over Hovland, I mean, Hovland... As far as DraftKings scoring is concerned, he has a lot more upside on a weekly basis. Right. I just by the nature of his game. So, like, I, I just don't – I don't know. Poulter is the safer guy. I get that. But we want to take down large prizes, not cash games. Yeah, and, and Poulter can, like – Poulter can lose it. Like, he's not this – like steady Eddie just always going to make cuts. Like if you, if you just want like a ton of, of cut equity, I mean, I would argue that you should go up a hundred bucks to Kisner. What? Like, not that I I'm in love with Kisner, but if, I just, I don't see it. There's, there's a lot of downside and I don't know that the floor is there to match Kisner. And I don't know that the upside is there to match Hovland. So it just seems like, why would I pick, why would I pick the guy who I don't like as 
floor necessarily, and I don't like his upside necessarily. I don't know, but stranger things have happened. But I, I'm not, I'm not big on him. Yeah, no, that that I think we share that sentiment. All right, let's uh, let's quickly tell the folks about our sponsor today, uh, BetOnline.ag is presenting the show. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for PGA, UFC, NASCAR, boxing, soccer, uh, and obviously when all the other sports start coming back. Uh, we'll also be uh, getting some action down there. Um, if you need more action right now, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC games that you can bet on all day every day live on the website if you are looking for something other than sports bet online has hundreds of casino games poker tournaments and prop bets to check out visit betonline.ag and use promo code blue wire for a free welcome bonus that's one word blue wire bet online your online wagering experts Hello folks, Colin Kelly here from Rotoviz Overtime, a podcast I host along with Sean Siegel. And in just a little moment, we'll jump straight into the podcast. Before we do so, I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% of a Rotoviz NFL pass right now on the rotoviz.com website. It gives you access to all of our content and tools and sets you up perfect for the NFL season. All you have to do is add the code 2020RBRadio at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. And of course, while you're listening to the podcast on the network, helps us out a lot if you can rate and review on your favorite podcast app. I really do appreciate that. As I mentioned at the start, Road of His Overtime with Sean Siegel twice a week. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so after this show. But let's get straight into it. Enjoy the podcast. All right. Let's, uh, let's quickly talk about our matchup, which is being presented by Bet Online. Rory McIlroy... Uh, minus 125 versus Justin Thomas at plus 105. What are your What are your thoughts here? You know, if if all things were even odds wise, obviously I'd take McElroy. Um, just looks better to me coming into this tournament. But if you're going to give me minus 125, yeah, on McElroy and plus 105, I'd rather take plus 105. Yeah, JT. Every every single time. Yeah. Like they're realistically it's, it's splitting hairs between the two of them. I think, I I think Justin Thomas has every, every right to be one of the top uh, two golfers in the world right now. And you're getting plus odds. Like that's, I think that's an, that's an easy choice for me. I think in general, if you're betting on these top tier matchups, whether it's, Rory JT or Bryson Rom or Xander and JT, whoever it is, I think you could probably, uh, I think you probably do pretty well just, just blindly picking the plus odds um, because these guys are all so close to each other. Yeah, no, I'd rather take JT 105 all day. It's yeah. not even, it's not even comparable. Like, okay, give me them at even money. I'll take McElroy, but no. Yeah, I think okay. that's reasonable. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's jump into the pivots. Uh, we have let's just go like ninety five hundred and up. We had we talked about Webb, or I'm sorry, he's only nine k. We talked about Eam before at ninety seven hundred. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody either in that range or just in general that you think is like sort of a web, uh, like an arbitrage web that you think we should be considering? You know, honestly, you know, I'll take two guys that are priced a little bit higher. Um, you know, John Rahm at 10.5, I know people are going to hate him just because he was supposed to be like the, the Lord and Savior last <laughs> week. The guy that, like the guy that was by far the, the highest projected to win in whatever model you were using. Um, and then he missed the cut. Right. I get that. People don't want to roster him. But again, you know, one week they come back after the pandemic suspension. And, you know, maybe he just needed to get his legs under him. So I think Rom has value there because of that. And then uh, Colin Morikawa, right? I mean, people want to people wanna shit on him from, from last week's missed putt. And I'll be the first to admit it was a terrible missed putt. Um, although I would do the same thing on the course. Difference is <laughs> he's professional and I shot 116 yesterday. Oh <laughs> I wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> I, no, I, I, take my, I take my terrible scores with pride. It's how I learn. It's how I learn how to play better golf. Because here's the thing. If people bully me into playing better golf, then I might play better golf. That's fair. So the, the phrase send, bullying works. Send a, send a mean tweet to Evan about his golf game. <laughs> Maybe you can works. shoot 113 next time. <laughs> I hope. I hope to shoot that, that well. But um, Colin Morikawa has the second best uh, strokes gained approach numbers in this field, if we want to look at, again, um, year to date. So, like, I have a hard time avoiding him in a course that heavily rewards the approach game relative to other courses on the tour, yep. right? So, at 10-5, you know, if you want to spend, what is it, $300 more, um, I, you know, you're, you're not going to get the average, uh, what is it, the, the average point-per-dollar value advantage over Eam, but... You know, if you want to get the leverage advantage, I think Morikawa is the way to go. If, you know, if you're really pinching pennies with your salary. Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, funny, funnily, funnily enough, funny. is that a, funny enough? Funnily I, enough? I, I, I would funnily say funny is enough, a word. but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> it's been a while. Sorry, yeah. haven't haven't spoken to the people in a bit. Um, so the closest sim. Uh, to Sung J Eames last three starts is Colin Morikawa. Um, so I Makes think sense. you're in the, in the app. So I think you're spot on there. Um, Berger is, is close behind and actually Terrell Hatton is in there as well. Um, so a few guys who uh, have sort of played similarly. Hatton is obviously a pretty big um, salary Hatton's discount cheap. off of Eames, um, but very, very similar numbers across the board. Uh, so worth, worth a look. Um, how about if we drop down to, let's say like off of, off of web. Yeah. So if you want, probably similar guys price wise, but yeah, no. So like to me, if you want a web pivot, I think there's two. I know Gary Woodland is a guy that I liked early on. He's 8,400. Um, again, great approach game performed very well last week. Um, yeah, it just faded on Sunday, but yeah. he was, he was right there. 
Yeah, so I think Gary Woodland's a really strong pivot. Um, who am I looking at? I, I also really like Patrick Reed, uh, 8,800. Um, should perform well here. I think he has the course history, if you want to talk about that. Um, no, that's not him. Okay, but yeah, I, I uh, that's Cantway, which well, Patrick's, I guess. But um, but yeah, no, I, I like reading eighty eight hundred. What about you? What's up? Yeah, I just real quick. I I went on uh, Pat James's show earlier today, and uh, we were talking about this range, like the the eighty eight hundred. You have Reed eighty seven hundred Spieth, eighty six Brooks, and eighty five. You have DJ. Like if you go heavy on one of those four guys and you get it right, I think you're in a really good position in like a, you know, like 20 entry or, or, or a larger tournament. I just feel like that the ownership will probably be pretty flat across that range and you'll get some relief off of web. And I think that that will make a, a huge difference in your lineups if you hit on one of those guys. Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of, you know, aside from Webb, if you want to talk about that, like, you know, 9K to, like, 85-ish range, yeah. it's going to be very flat. Right. So, just pick the right guy. <laughs> just so easy. Just such, such an easy game. Just, <laughs> just, just pick the right dudes. That's pick the guys that are in the optimal lineup. I mean, the come good, on. Good golfers that just... are playing well that nobody else is putting in their lineups and – you just you just mash. Yeah, I you know. <laughs> it's so simple, it's really. Easy. When you when you put it, why like are that, people losing? Why are I, people losing in PGA? I, I think on. this is I think this is pretty groundbreaking stuff that we just discovered ourselves. God damn. Um, uh, just real quick, also off of Web, um, Fee now has like an eighty nine sim score off of mm-hmm. Web. Uh, not, no one not, really... not his sharpest right no. now, Finau, but I do think that um, when his when everything sort of clicks back together, he's going to be uh, under-owned, and this could be that week just as easily as, you know, three weeks from now or whatever. Yeah, no, until he gets back to form, his ownership's going to be much lower than it should be, and right. all you have to do is just keep rostering, every, rostering him every week until he finds it. Right, exactly. <laughs> because I... I, you know, I'm like when he's on, like he's a DK scoring machine, mm-hmm. and he's 8200. If he, if you get, if you get peak Tony Finau right now, he is dirt cheap. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, uh, Finau's great. Finau, Finau's a solid pivot. Um, um how about I'll I'll lead off so you can think yeah. about. You can think about some some guys off of Poulter. We we mentioned Hovland already. I, like mm-hmm. I said before, too, I I don't mind going up 100 to Kisner. Um, but there is a gentleman uh, whose last name sounds like you are sneezing, uh, Bazudin Hout, or however you say it. Um, he is he has a 93 sim score to Poulter. Basically, across the board, they. They're as long as each other, accurate off the tee. Um, Poulter is hitting less greens in regulation uh, over their last three starts and has less strokes gained total. Um, so at, I think he, I want to say he's 72. 
Um, let me just pull it up real quick. Yes. Yeah, he's 7,200. Going to be super low-owned. Um, I think he will probably be in one of my three-entry uh, – definitely in my three-entry pool in one of those lineups. Um, he's not going to be owned. Right. I mean, you know, if he goes off, you're doing it solo. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, Hovland is the ultimate pivot off of uh, Poulter. Um, you know, same price tag and everything. But what about Billy Horschel? Is there any Billy Horschel love here? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't hate it. Like, we, we know that he has immense upside, right? Mm-hmm. Like when when he's putting things together he uh he can go on these birdie streaks and score a ton of dk points so i i don't i don't mind that because he's projecting well for me yeah just across you know my my little my little rinky dink makeshift model I like <laughs> so yeah uh, ian or uh yeah he, he's my uh he would be my next best pivot billy horschel nice i like it so if you want to go even further down and when i spoke to you before we started recording i had a hot take and my hot take and it might not even be a hot take because you know i i haven't gathered all of the industry sentiment just yet but tom hoagie at 6600 i he is doing very well off the approach game yes and, you know, 31st in the field strokes gained T to green. I mean, I placed, I placed, I think, one or two top 20 bets on him. Um, I think he can get top 20. Uh-huh. What's that look? This is a very screenshotable look if you hold it for like two more seconds. <laughs> um, I mean, he is a golfer. He's a golfer, and he's I, – I feel like he, for what could potentially be top 20 upside, is too cheap at 6,600. He is a golfer. He's a golfer, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any other nope. – That's uh... – that's the take. I will. I guess I'm on that island because, quite frankly, I have to. I have to look yeah. how many tags he has on Fanshare now. I don't think he has any. Let's see. Look it um, up. Look it up for me. I. I uh. Cause I don't know. Yeah, I think I think this is uh this is pretty, pretty scorching. Um. Come on, Fanshare. I don't even. I don't even see him. No. Yeah, no tags. Makes sense. No, tied for the 114th most tags on the week. <laughs> Zero with me. <laughs> well, now he's gonna have one at yes. once. The sh- once the show posts, I've always boys over at Fanshare are gonna be like, "Wait, Hoagie's in the field this week? I had no idea." <laughs> no, I pl- I I have two top 20 bets on him just because of the approach game. I am dying on this hill. What are his odds for a top 20? Like plus, <sighs> like 1,100 probably? What did I bet on it? I Give me a second. 
talk and then I'll let you know. All right. Uh, well, I'll I'll go a few hundred dollars more expensive and go with Harry Higgs. I talked about him on Pat's show before. He had an, an up and down week uh, last week. He finished T38, but he's made six straight cuts. Um, he shot a 65 on Friday uh, to, you know, easily make the cut and then uh, played pretty well on Sunday too, shooting a 69. So he's a guy who um, he's a guy who I think has some upside and won't be, won't be too owned. So he's a guy that I'm definitely interested in as like a deeper, you know, one or two shares kind of, kind of guy. Plus 1200 is the, is where you can get hoagie odds. Yeah. I had, uh, I had Vegas at Johnny Vegas at those odds, which was looking pretty sweet after day one. And then not so much very quickly. (laughs) Dude, golf can just bite you in the ass fast. Bad man, I was like, I'm a genius. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, I like who can even who can even compare with I mean, with projecting <laughs> these guys out? And then he just like goes on to shoot like 73s for the rest of the week. Yeah, I mean the uh, the only thing I have less confidence in sometimes in my ability to pick golfers is shot tracker <laughs> and whether or not it can work. Shot tracker is so tilting. Honestly, like you go on, you go on the PGA app, you think you're going to get up to date information. No. Like, uh, especially now with like, they essentially have like skeleton crews working these things like, yeah. And they already didn't have like the sharpest pool devoted to the shot tracker. So, although the tour cast thing was pretty cool. Um, and I think it generally worked. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing worse in terms of, uh, like sports tracking, then the shot tracker might be fight metric for UFC. You want to talk about you want to talk about conspiracy? We could talk about the fight track. Um, you know, my my quick aside before ending the show. Uh, the guy that the 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 person that records the fight tracker, and this is only alleged. This is a rumor that I heard. Oh in the boy, mail. here we go. But the person that does the fight tracker for the UFC records all the stats, significant strikes, takedowns, all that jazz. He is also a DFS player. That plays UFC DFS. All right, this so the the tinfoil hat is officially out. I'm, we have I these are just rumors that I've heard. Big time conspiracies going on here. I that what we're talking about sports tracking applications. If somebody out there can uh, help us with a conspiracy to lower the rake and or fix the payout structures for PJ DFS, um, if you're like a mole <laughs> on the inside. We would we would greatly appreciate. Uh, uh, I was going to cite a conspiracy name, but it might be a little too hot for the show. I can bleep it out. Tommy. Oh God. <laughs> no, I don't. I do not want to be on Tommy's radar. No, nah, no. If you're on Tommy's radar, I'm not going to bleep it out. I don't care. I thought it was going to be Clinton's something ra- worse than that. I'd rather be on Hillary Clinton's radar than Tommy's. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. Uh, if it wasn't readily apparent by. Uh, me tweeting about it the other day there's just there's no there's no coming back for Tommy or oh man if just between that and all the the MLB arguments going on right now oh God. mainly because of siege um 
I I really I might just mute MLB. I'm defending on the owners. Forever. Defending the owners is a flex. I'll give them that. Just, just unreal. Just and I, I like think, not I like one only... tweet. Like this is going on like 36 hours of like yeah. nonstop flooding the timeline, arguing with ch- blue check marks, arguing yeah. with other like touts, like just completely ridiculous. I mean. Manfred's a lawyer. Siege is a lawyer. I get it. Oh man, I get right. why we, he would. Stand. We should we yes. should stop before I have to edit this. Um, but we can we can chat later. Oh, um, we, I always chat. Yes. All right, let's uh let's hit let's hit some cash locks. Yes, and uh and get on out of here. I have a feeling that you're gonna go hoagie. I'll go Hoagie on. You're not going Hoagie. I am not publishing this show <laughs> no, if you say Tom no, no, Hoagie. No. I'll go Hoagie is like my my how you're going to differentiate yourself and pay up for other spots tournament play. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to talk about um, a a firm cash lock, I would say Rom. I'd say John Rom here. Kind of a cop out at ten five, but I'll allow it since we don't. We don't track yours. Um, I am going to. Uh, I'm going to go with Hovland for sure at 7600. I think he is, like I said before, just just far and away too cheap. Um, and again, like just going to give you give you really good leverage off of some of the more popular options in that range. And I. I don't know. I haven't quite decided on the second one. Eam is a little bit too, maybe a little expensive um, for me to pick. So you're uh, you're gonna have to check out the article tomorrow if you want to uh, find out the second um, the second cash lock. The cash lock so far this season, I think I think I'm over ninety percent on made cuts. And uh, last week's were very good. I think it was second place and uh, top 20 so or top 25. So uh, make sure you're following along with those. Make sure you're following the two of us on Twitter. Evan is at echaney69. I am at Matt Jones TFR. And good luck in your contest this week. <laughs>